Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of Mitt Magazine. Welcome to a brand new season of Portrait Session, in partnership with Emporio Armani. This season, I'm doing things a little bit differently. Instead of shooting men in this town in my studio, I'll be capturing them in their natural habitat, living la dolce vita and finding out what living the sweet life actually means to them in this day and age. In this episode, I'm chatting with Chef Jack New. Having become known relatively early in his career for using Japanese ingredients paired with Scandinavian techniques, Jack has made a mark with his fusion cooking on a local and international level. With some failures and recent successes under his belt, we discussed the road that got him to where he is today, living a sweet life in the most literal way. Head over to meninistown.com to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. Yeah, kind of. It was a bit of a weird trip. It was kind of like we wanted to go and do stuff over there, but um, uh, me and my like business partner at the time. Yeah, yeah. So she was kind of running like the drinks side of stuff, and I was running the food side of stuff. Right. We okay. just opened a Japanese place together, and then we were kind of linking up with some hotels and stuff over there. Yeah. And then like had other friends that were traveling to London and Sweden at the same time. And I just like, I guess like realized we had so many like friends over there. So we ended up this like extended trip. Didn't really do any work at all. It was like <laughs> three months of just like bouncing between like friends we knew. And then people being like, oh, are you like coming to so-and-so? And us being like, yeah, sure. Like we'll, we'll come there. Yeah. But like we did like a, a month in um, Italy, maybe a bit more um, in Italy. But there was a lot of moving around. And then we just kind of went via Paris um, and then I saw some friends there, but we just like, it was, we wrecked Paris. I didn't like need to do it again. And then, um, yeah, basically just need to redo the whole thing there. Um, it's a good city to kind of do that in, I think, and kind of just completely lose yourself in it. Yeah. Well, we had like, we had, um, we got there. Like we'd gone on a train through the Swiss Alps, had no reception. And then we got there, got our phones back on, found our Airbnb had canceled on us. So like we got this like hotel up in Montmartre, which is like the arts area, which was like cool. Um, and then on the first night, oh no, we had one night. And then on the second night, um, it was quite an old hotel and we locked our keys in there. And like, it was just like, <laughs> we ended up locked out and we just did an all nighter in Paris no way. And we, yeah, we were just like, we were just like, let's just roll with this. And cause we were like, so like, we're like jet lagged, but we're just like, I mean, sleeping on the trains and then not sleeping and going out. And like, it was just like, we had like no sleeping pattern anyway. So we, that. we did an all nighter in Paris and then, but yeah, that was kind of like highlight of that. Went out a bit, just hung out for the rest of that really. And then, um, went to London for a while. Oh, I went to Bristol, have yeah, friends no, in Bristol, Bristol for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. It's so much cooler than I like. That's what, I had a friend that moved there as well, and I was kind of that just seems like a weird sleepy town, but it's not. It's at all. not. And it's like it's the next kind of London. Yeah, you know, it seems like it has like heaps of like music scene culture going yeah. on. Um, like the venues are really cool, and then 
have like a really strong like small beer brewery yeah, right. coming up and coming kind of thing very similar to like sydney in that way yeah. i guess which was cool like I don't, I don't drink beer but my friend who i was with and my friend who we were staying with like they were really into it so they were like yeah. doing little like tours all the time and like awesome. it was pretty cool though but yeah and then, oh, we'll dip back into that but let's yeah. kind of start off oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start off the <laughs> Um, we'll go with, um, introducing yourself, kind of your name, age, and what you do for a living. All right. Uh, my name's Jack New. I'm 27 and I'm a restaurant consultant. So I, I help people open restaurants, redesign menus, um, relaunch stuff. Um, and yeah, I do a bit in Sydney and a bit in Asia and yeah. Awesome. So what are you wearing today? Uh, I've got pants from Brett Wilson, who's an Australian suit designer. Uh, they're from a suit we got made for my brother's wedding. Um, Aquila shoes, uh, suit supply, white shirt. It's all pretty blocky, basic-y. And then uh, under the uh, Emporio Armani jacket, which is... Very flowy for me. Nice <laughs> overcoat. Yeah, yeah, very um, new winter. But what is your, cool. your style all about kind of generally? You are kind of working as um, in the kitchen a lot. Does that yeah. reflect it? <laughs> you know? uh, no, it's always been a weird thing. People can never really like guess that I'm a chef, I guess, from their reputation. Mm. Um, but yeah, I know. I guess now that I've moved a lot into more design and that kind of stuff, I do get more of a chance to wear like the kind of clothes and style that I like wearing. Uh, I've just always been, I was always kind of like into suits and I kind of like came out of that. So I kind of have like a, yeah, dressed down formal yeah, yeah. thing. Where did the interest in suits on? come from? Um, someone or? actually, someone, yeah, this is actually quite younger I didn't realize like how far back it went because um, I was thinking about this a, a bit somebody else asked me as well and they're like why do you always wear suits and I was like I don't really know so I started thinking about it for a bit and I realized there's uh, I started working pretty early like when I was like 14 so I was like the only kid in my friend group with like expendable cash or whatever where were you working um in like a small bistro up in like Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Yeah. Um, so it obviously wasn't that much expense on cash, but to me at the time. Um, <laughs> when you're young and you have any yeah. cash coming in. Yeah, <laughs> any at all. I remember one time I went straight from work and I was supposed to be going to a party and then like went, I was like, oh, I need to go shopping and get some clothes in between. Um and I ended up in like the suiting section of David Jones. I was like 15 yeah. and I brought this, like I would, is horrible looking back on it, but <laughs> I brought this like double breasted pinstripe suit, mm. very like wide pinstripes. And I was like 15 to wear to this party. And I just went to like someone's 16th birthday <laughs> in like this like pinstripe kind of like old school mafia looking yeah. Suit and then that kind they were of ahead of the time, you know, they yeah, they trendy for a yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. I think I have brought uh, you know a couple of pinstripe suits since, but um, definitely ahead of my uh, my friends there. Uh, where did that come from? Like, did you see it in movies? Did you see it in magazines? What, like, that fashion interest? I don't really know. Family? Hello? No, 
that's harsh. Um, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Looking back on it, the only other kind of like in my family is like my grandfather on my father's side. Him and his brother, when they they grew up in Sydney, they used to like get suits made, and he's like told me stories about when like him and his brother would go and like wait down like near the docks for like new shipments of like fashion from America. Like this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. but um, that's kind of the only like family side of that I had that influence coming in from. Um, yeah. Otherwise it's just kind of something like, it's just, just kind of, yeah. To you really. And you want to kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, I should wear a suit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm working now. Like <laughs> I should wear a suit. It's like a first year apprentice chef. I'm like, yeah, I should wear suits now. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I think that's always good because it's they say to dress the way that you kind of want to be yeah. perceived and do what you want to be. So it's I like, think that not? must have been the must have been the goal from fifteen. <laughs> How has it kind of evolved then in the past few years and kind of to what it is now? Uh, it went. I kind of went on that for a while, like quite formal, kind of like quite a lot, like any chance I get. Um, but then in the last two years and I had somebody just describe it as basically I look like I've always come from the after party of like a really good wedding. (laughs) So basically all my like suits and stuff I've collected and whatnot, um, I tend to dress them down now. I don't wear so many, uh, ties and cufflinks and that kind of stuff. I like collecting them and I love like getting the chance to wear them for like weddings and proper formal events. And I love like going full on for that. Um, but like on like the kind of like days off or just like going out on the weekend time stuff is kind of like a dress down formal. So maybe like the kind of like blazer with jeans, like that kind of thing, or still wear like full suits, but no ties, no, um, pocket chiefs, that kind of stuff. It's a lot more relaxed. Yeah. A lot more relaxed, but I'm really into lapel pins. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have like a collection? Or? Uh, only a small one. Mm. Trying to get more. I've got like a red rose that I wear a lot. Uh, I have a little Totoro pin from Japan, which is cool. I mean, they're my two favorites, but yeah. Amazing. You've couple. traveled a little bit. So it's like, is there kind of anything that you've picked up from what your travels that? Yeah. Yeah. I have a definite, like most of my clothes are all kind of pretty similar. And then I have this weird little chunk of uh, when I went to New York Fashion Week in t- t- 2000 and... Oh, just start of 2018. Um, and I went to this streetwear uh, show, which was really cool. Very different to anything I'd ever like been to or been interested in. Uh, and that was really cool. But then I went from New York to uh, Seoul, yeah, right. which I think is pretty much <coughs> the coolest city in the world. Um <laughs> And just because of like the, the kind of like wavelength of like street fashion kind of thing and that like That's kind of like really Korean right now, hype it? beastie yeah. thing over yeah. there. Yeah, I brought up like a bunch of like kind of like Asian streetwear over there, right. um, which is quite fun. It's all really comfortable as well. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I understand it's like looks a little edgy, but it's also like some of the most comfortable clothes I own. <laughs> so it's kind of, you still kind of in that little phase of maybe experimenting with things, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have kind of that like a bit of like a everything black Asian streetwear influence, and yeah. then you have your set things, and then you're yeah. kind of playing with it. And then there's more. a bit in between where yeah. they cross over. I think it's good. I think that's. Uh, 
I think people get too set in their array of style. I mean, it's great when you find your look and that's it. Yeah. But have fun with it while you can. And it's like, it's yeah. kind of experiment and see kind of what works and what doesn't work. And Yeah. The best thing is uh, any sort of art exhibitions because everyone just dresses real unique. And like, if you want to try something out, just go to an art exhibition because yeah, right. no one's going to question what you're wearing. <laughs> you can just wear whatever. Sitting beautifully there. Cross all, <laughs> cross all whatever you want over. Amazing. Yeah, it's good. So I guess you have this interest in fashion. Where, where did food come from? How did you get into kind of, I guess, being a consultant and a chef? How did that kind of work? Into uh, I got into food when I was very young. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many influences like for the food that was always, I feel like a, a bit like predestined just with the amount of influence there. Uh, both my grandfathers uh, like had very keen interest uh, one of them was like always fishing. He taught me how to like fillet a fish probably before I was 10. Yeah, like right. we'd go fishing and then we'd go from like, yeah, fishing to breaking it down in his backyard to cooking it um, all the way through. So that was kind of always there. Another grandfather had also like a from, I don't know, like field to plate type thing because he owned a farm, an abattoir, a butchery. And then just had no idea how to cook. So (laughs) just none, the worst. Um, (laughs) He would like, so I don't know, like, yeah, all all of his own beef would come through his own, pretty much his own supply chain back to himself. And he would just overcook everything. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So that was always there. And that was in Queensland? Did you grow up in Queensland? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in Queensland. Uh, oh, my grandparent, one of them was in New South Wales. Um, and then, but yeah, I did, uh, I don't know. I did a bit of like art tutoring when I was a kid. Mm. This is kind of like how it like, that's like the origin story, I guess, of like becoming a chef. Um, so I was like, I did art tutoring for like three years. I was really into that. Did like a little couple of competitions and whatever. Um, and then I was like, oh, I want to. I'm going to be an artist and move to Paris and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, um, which is like funnily not that far from like the whole chef dream anyway. Hey, it's just but, different uh, materials, really. Yeah, that was pretty that. much, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much the approach. And then, yeah, I remember my parents being like very like supportive of all the chef stuff and that now, but at the time they were like, no, you have to, you have to find an actual stable job and like art can be like a hobby type thing. What kind uh, of art specifically were you kind of into? Uh, at the time, I did a lot of drawing. Mm. I like, yeah, a lot of uh, sketching, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, so I had this like weird uh, existential crisis uh, on like my 12th birthday or something. <laughs> and we went to this, birthday. yeah, <laughs> went to this Italian fine dining restaurant in Noosa. Um, and then I was like wandering around and then my rather tipsy grandmother went and came and found me and I was like looking into the kitchen and she told one of the chefs that it was my birthday and they were like oh we'll give you a tour so the head chef of this Italian place like wearing this bandana and everyone was like really like into it and it's like a lot of action going on and he like took me through as this like tiny 12 year old uh and I just kind of decided like then and I was just like I want to do like this. I'm sure that blows your mind seeing something like that for the first time it's like yeah yeah. seeing people like I don't know, even in like unison and like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot, I guess, as a 12 year old. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And then my 14th birthday, I like printed off a, a resume and uh, took it out because that's like the first day you can work. And then yeah. I started in a kitchen the week after. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. So um, what made you kind of then eventually get come to Sydney? Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much like half my family was moving here at the same time. Okay, right. And a lot of chefs that I've been working with had told me like, really to do fine dining and pursue it further, like I needed to move either to Sydney or Melbourne. So just kind of lined up and yeah, and I came down here. I didn't really have much insight into like the hat system or any of that. Uh, so What's I, the hat system? Like basically how you're uh, awarded, right. um, how you're ranked, I guess. Yeah. So three hats is the highest, then two hats, one hat, and then kind of from there. Uh yeah so i was just like oh what's the best so-and-so blah blah and then i ended up at the uh best seafood restaurant in i think the southern hemisphere at the time (laughs) not realizing how intense that was going to be oh i can only imagine Um, (laughs) you see a little bit on tv and you see how intense that is yeah go for the best it was one hell of a learning curve going from noosa to that (laughs) what was kind of the shock there for you um, uh, just how intense everything is and yeah. how personally everyone takes their job, I think, yeah, which yeah. is a good thing. It is a good thing now. But at the time, like I saw that as like, Oh, this is like, it's pretty intense. Um, yeah. Cause I think I was 17. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. the time. Yeah. And kind of what yeah. is that? Um, what was that first job that you were then in charge and kind of what was that? That first one, that kind of... Oh, heck. Um, the first thing I was in charge of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a disaster. Um, <laughs> it was a good thing. It was an absolute yeah, disaster. Uh, I was 19 and we redid this restaurant in a hotel in the city. Um, and we got... Yeah, brought in to do that with another bar manager from where I had been working before. So we like moved across and we like relaunched it, all that kind of like dinery vibe thing that was happening at that time. Um, And then, yeah, I just ended up employing like all of my friends. And I was a 19 year old that was getting just paid way too much money, (laughs) didn't know what to do with it. So we were just... It was, it was, yeah, we were just like running this place as this like small group of friends pretty much. And it's just like going out and doing yeah. this and doing this. And it also Being had down. a, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It also had a club underneath it. So we had to do like these club nights every month or so yeah, right. with like snacks and stuff. So we'd have to stay back and yeah, that was, it was all very interesting. Like the yeah. amount of times we slept down where the club would be hosted. Like we'd come back from going out and like sleep down there, like behind like the DJ booths and stuff or yeah, right. whatever. It was pretty, pretty interesting. Not something I ever want to do again, but happy, <laughs> happy we all did it. That was in Sydney. At the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was in CBD. So how has kind of your style and food then kind of from those days refined to what it is now? Kind of what, do you have a particular style or? Uh, yeah, I think I'm... Uh, I guess a bit well-known from like my Japanese Scandinavian stuff. I did a lot with Maslow's and Edition and working at Sokyo uh, and also like traveling to Japan 
Uh, and yeah, I, I prefer doing that stuff as well. Mm. But I also have done a bit of Italian fine dining over the past three years. So it's all kind of blending into like a Japanese, Italian-y yeah. approach to things. Um, and you mentioned kind of that your background in art. How have you been applying that into your food? Uh, I think like I didn't continue. I didn't continue art after that really. Like after I was like 12. <laughs> uh, I pretty much replaced art with food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with that same approach as like it basically is art just with different ingredients with different um, things to play around with and you can eat it Um, (laughs) which is cool Uh, there is something kind of masterful in the way that everything is presented as well I think that's yeah composition yeah yeah, the presentation and composition is definitely I've watched mine mine has changed a lot from different influences I don't realize how much until like I look back or someone like mentions a place I used to work at or something and I'm like Mm. wow I I don't even know if I could make that anymore. Like yeah, not right. because like I just, my approach to things is completely different. Like I would not arrive at that same destination had yeah, I been right. given that same brief now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. So where are you now then? Kind of what's your position at the moment? Are you you're doing some consulting? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm consulting for cake wines in Redfern which is cool we're doing a very like approachable like modern Italian snacks and stuff which is uh, influenced by my recent trip to Italy like a lot of it is remakes of cool stuff I had over there Mm. or remakes with Australian ingredients and Um, consulting is like what like making the menu or yeah it depends what people people want you to do so other consulting jobs i've like done it from the ground up like design the kitchen and that kind of thing and like get it going and you do full like training teams um and like everything other places like cake wines it's just i've just done like a new menu and a launch for them Mm -hmm. which is cool uh another one i'm doing for a french restaurant which should open in the next hopefully by the end of the year you never know um (laughs) Um, you have their plan, but it's it's from, like what, how, when does this actually happen? <laughs> yeah, it's from the ground up as well. Um, yeah, but then did one in Saigon last year where we just went over and kind of like gave the whole concept like a boost and kind of pulled it together and got it got it going. Hmm. But hoping to go back and should be doing an event and potentially a second restaurant with them in the next year, which is cool. Do you enjoy the travel? Or is it kind of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the main perk of it. It's like most of the time people will like fly you to come and do your job that you would be doing in Sydney anyway. So you just get to do cool stuff. And like, I think consulting gives you uh, a lot of stuff to play with because you get to do so many different concepts and work with so many different people and in different cities all the time. So especially like when we went to Saigon, there's uh, they have very like strong like uh was it like wet season yeah there so there and i was like oh can we get this and they're like no it's the wet season and i was like what does that even mean (laughs) um but yeah and like learning that kind of thing as opposed to australia where we can almost grow everything you want all the time and then there's like a couple of like unique ingredients that only have like really short times of availability here uh whereas like when we're in london it's like everything is very like 
you know, this is an autumn fruit. This yeah, is a right. winter vegetable. This is what we have in summer, mm. um, which is also cool to work with. The restrictions kind of. Yeah, the restrictions actually yeah. make it fun. Yeah, um, I imagine. Because then, yeah, you're trying to, it's that whole kind of like, need to reach this destination and like maybe you're doing a similar thing in this country as to Sydney or Seoul or something but yeah all the restrictions like a different way to get there mm. so it's yeah it's pretty interesting have you worked with somebody that kind of has been a big kind of inspiration in the way that you want your career to kind of go or someone that you've witnessed a career that you've kind of admired yeah definitely uh Chase Kojima from Sokyo I think was a big influence on what I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, he worked his way up from his father had a really well-known traditional Japanese restaurant in San Francisco. I'm pretty sure it's still running actually. Mm. Uh, and he's amazing. Uh, and Chase worked his way up through his father's kitchen. And then he also, then he moved across like Nobu group. Uh, and he's been like the head chef of like a bunch of different places. Uh, I think he's, I don't want to get this wrong, but I know it was like Las Vegas, London. Uh, he did an island one, but I can't quite remember. <laughs> but like that was very cool how he like, yeah, he got to do like that kind of thing as well, yeah. I guess. But within within one big group. And then he got that uh, chance with Sokyo to come and open in the in the star and do kind of his own big restaurant after yeah, getting moved around and learning all this stuff under his father and under like Nobu group and that, yeah, that was kind of like a big, like kind of made me want to actually get up there. Cause like you get to do some really cool stuff when yeah. you do work hard to get to, I guess the higher end of kitchens. You want to do as much as you, you can, isn't it? And kind of get that inspiration and that yeah. learning. And it's like, then you apply that to really what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I, had that before like i've had my own place like i've owned two of my own places and then definitely have just decided i need to learn a lot more mm. and like a lot more stuff so i've kind of like moved out of them to continue learning and but i think consulting is kind of like the the ultimate like best of both worlds like you running stuff and you get to kind of like you do get to control like the du- uh the direction and you get like a creative brief and you get to keep doing lots of mm. cool new things so. amazing i guess that's even you, you mentioned you had your own places what's working for yourself is that more of the luxury or kind of having your own place and cementing yourself down like what what's kind of more attractive at the moment uh i would definitely say like working for myself as a consultant is great mm. uh i wouldn't want to be cemented down to right. one place no i don't think i would want to do that Again, probably. Yeah, um, right, okay. It was a good experience and learnt heaps on the business side of things and especially like staffing and mm. working with people and managing people, uh, which has been great. Uh, probably not something I'm super interested in for a long time. Yeah, right. Um, it's something that you almost do when you are a little bit older maybe. And it's yeah, yeah, I think... on your belt. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think... The next thing I'd probably want to do like that would be to open a really small Japanese snacks bar when I retire and mm, run it fun. for like three <laughs> days a week and sleep four days a week yeah. when I'm like 60 or something. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. So besides work, what is your kind of um, 
your life like at the moment? What are some of the sweet things about it? Um, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, besides the, like, getting to do all the travel and stuff, I've really decided to cement Sydney. Like, this is, like, a quite recent decision uh, to cement Sydney as, like, a base, I think. So I've been focusing a lot on creating, like, a space I really want to be in. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of been cool, like, playing around with all of that and like from like a home point of view yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. um from like a yeah like relaxation kind of mm. point of view i guess to like have a yeah have a home you want to spend more time in than actually go out really um yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah besides that's been really good i mean there's so much cool stuff opening in australia so it's really it's really fun to like get to go out new restaurants and new menus and like different chefs coming to Australia and opening cool stuff. So like getting to, I guess, always, always have something new on offer is a massive up being in Sydney. Especially in even Redfern, just specifically, there's so much happening here. It's like, I don't even recognize it anymore. Kind of how much it's changed in the last few years. It's kind of amazing. Chippendale, Redfern area like that. Yeah. It's changed so much. Yeah. I mean, there's amazing restaurants all through Chippendale now. And there's just like so much on offer just in Redfern as well. And then, like, even, like, Carriageworks Markets just, mm-hmm. like, keeps getting better with their, like, um, their, like winter festival they have coming up, the fire-themed yeah, yeah. one uh, is always good. I worked at that once, but, like, this next lineup looks really, like, really sick. Uh, yeah, it's just so much stuff happening. So, besides, like, making, I don't know, yeah, I guess things I like is, I don't know, I can travel from here whenever I want, but mm-hmm. also it's no longer, like, a holding out on that next trip. It's not yeah. like working towards like going on that next trip or planning this. It's like, it's also really good to be in Sydney, but then there's also the prospect of, I pretty much can go and do like something overseas. Yeah. Like when, whenever I feel like it. Really. It's a good base to come back to. Yeah. Yeah. Just many is like a really good base. Yeah. So what does your average day kind of look like? I know it would probably vary a lot. But it's like <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of what is, <laughs> Kind of maybe just a day, that recent day that's been... Uh, like. I mean, besides doing doubles at work. Um, <laughs> um, what else has been going on? I mean, doing a lot of... Actually working on to kind of come back to the art thing. Well, like 15 years later. <laughs> yeah. Have been working uh, on an art exhibition recently. Uh, apparently... Even though I did art as a kid, my little, my, well, she's not my little sister, she's 20, um, <laughs> but she's little. Um, my little sister really inherited the art gene a lot stronger. Yeah. So she's doing her first exhibition and I'm helping organize that oh, and wow. get going. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of work on that lately, which is really cool. We're doing like a emerging artist exhibition. So it's her and four others and she's kind of curating it and oh, hey. tying it all together. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Is there a gallery around here or? Uh, we're actually taking over Cake Wine's space. Oh, so yes. it's going to be like a full immersive thing. We've got people doing some immersive video stuff. We have a lot of photography. We have someone doing a cool photography piece on like behind the scenes of like the grunge and glamour of Sydney Hospo, mm. which is pretty cool. I really love his photography before he was even involved in this. Yeah. Uh, and then Ruby is doing uh, some like projections she does like a lot of illustration kind of stuff um projections and light installations and stuff so i've been working on that and then i also myself have kind of 
gone back into art as like a fun thing, not as like a not yeah, more of a hobby type of thing. Yeah, 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 more yeah, definitely as that. So I think actually, that's important to have that thing of just where it's not associated with work and it's yeah. just you have that outlet to kind of express in a different way. Yeah, so that's been quite fun, pretty much. I mean, that would be a normal day off is pretty much sleeping and recovering, uh, <laughs> usually going out somewhere for lunch, like finally catching up with people that I've been putting off. And then <laughs> uh, like afternoons could probably like go grab some sort of like natural funky wine or whatever's, you know, trendy. And then, yeah, just like paint and play around with that has been awesome. fun. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the last questions before we do quick fire kind of questions. Yes. But what does it feel like <laughs> to do you right now? What's in your head? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Crazy like, that's like such a big question yeah. before quick fire questions. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm don't know. I'm really now that I've chosen to like cement myself in Sydney, I think I'm, it's kind of like rediscovering Sydney a bit. Mm. Like I've actually been going places that wouldn't have been in the normal routine just yeah. like i think exploring sydney the same way i explore other cities when i go traveling like yeah. i do just wander around and look things up and like and do that in your actual hometown yeah so car, yeah. yeah i have just been kind of like uh so i've been wanting to avoid like that but like rediscovering yeah, yeah. um <laughs> oh it's fair enough though yeah that. yeah Sometimes you completely avoid that and it's like you're just living here without actually living it. And yeah. It's good to discover yeah. places. Yeah. And I think I have a lot of friends that are, like most of my friends are international. Like the, um, they've like come to Sydney to explore it and stuff. So sometimes they'll be like, oh, have you done this? I'm like, I have mm. no idea what that is. Yeah, right. Uh, which is kind of like maybe you figure out you do take it for granted a little bit. So that's been really cool. Um, yeah, I've been loving that and have kind of really worked towards actual work-life balance with the fine dining, consulting, art exhibitions, doing things I actually want to do, just sleeping, yeah. um, <laughs> honestly, those, those yeah, just <laughs> catching up on sleep from the last, like, what, 13 years of cooking. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so I'm kind of like loving Sydney at the moment, which has been good. Yeah, awesome. it's good. <laughs> good stuff. All right, so just some quick questions here. Okay. Uh, coffee, tea, or juice? Tea. Yeah. yeah what kind of tea? I'm, I'm pretty much believe that peppermint tea can wash away all the bad things I do <laughs> the night before. So I just consistently drink peppermint tea. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Current song stuck in your head? Uh, I'd have to say... this. I know this seems like rather biased. Um, my brother just released a new music video. So I guess like I've been nice. sharing that and seeing that a lot on social media. So yeah, yeah. I think that's stuck in my head, which is um, Lost by Wilderness Shout. So yeah. He's a musician. Yeah, he's yeah, a drummer. Yeah. Uh, and then he has another three band members. And they, yeah, they just released their second music video. Yeah, awesome. like on Friday. So. Creative family then. Very creative family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guess all of us, yeah. Yeah, so actually that, but... Awesome. Not meant to be biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, not too. Oh, good. A recent article you read that's worth reading or sharing? Um, I'll be honest. I've kind of been avoiding like the news cycle yeah, kind of articles just with 
yeah, election stuff. Like it's just a avoiding lot. all that. Um, I yeah, that. like <laughs> I have my own my own opinions on things, and that's about you know. Yeah. Uh, so can I can I suggest a book? Um, yeah, anything. Um, read, yeah. I'm reading. I like love Murakami. Um, so I've been reading Murakami's Dance, 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 which is super interesting. What is that? Uh, so Murakami's like a very ethereal kind of Japanese novelist. Um, and Dance, Dance, Dance is about a guy that returns to this like old hotel where a lot of weird things happen to him and he finds the hotel's been taken over by this like massive hotel. Uh, and then he kind of gets lost inside of it and there's kind of like a crossover between time and space of the new hotel and the old hotel and his oh, past no. life. And yeah. uh, I've just gotten up to where it's all starting to cross over. So, yeah. <laughs> it sounds trippy. It, it, it is trippy. <laughs> it is. Good to get that in the book. Yeah. Uh, so far, we're sitting uh, for the evening. If you even get an evening for yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've actually just ordered, like I just bought a projector. Yeah. So nice. I guess my bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you go. But yeah, so I guess like yeah, at home. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Like, like that. Yeah. Um, what's the best thing you've watched lately, and why? Peaky Blinders. Peaky I, Blinders. I don't know why it took me so long to get into it, but I binge watched all of Peaky Blinders. I had friends telling me to watch it for ages, and finally did, and I. Where's that fucking on? Fucking loved it. Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. It's about what is that even about? It's about like. A gypsy gang in Birmingham, I guess. There you go. That's yeah. the whole It's very good. <laughs> Cillian Murphy. Uh, Sunday afternoon routine. I, don't know uh, I guess the... There is one. Yeah. The sleep in, go out for brunch, and then probably go via P&V and pick up some wine and do some painting. Usually have people over and we all kind of just like paint random things or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Nice. Or, yeah. I mean, yesterday we just potted a whole lot of plants there you go Amazing. yeah fun stuff uh last question your favorite sweets coming from a chef yeah right <laughs> um uh off the top of my head mint slices nice yeah i grew up with eating a lot of mint slices and uh yeah in case this is the one thing, I, I posted a photo of mint slices once and just the amount of people that responded to me being like, you need to freeze the mint slices. That's the best way to eat mint slices. So for anyone listening to this, you should freeze your mint slices. That would give you even more of a bang, I could imagine. Yeah, it's like yeah. eating a miniature intense ice cream. Yeah. All right, thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Thank you. And there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session in partnership with Emporio Armani. If you enjoyed this story and would like to read more stories about men in this town, check out issue 11 of Mint Magazine, available now at meninthistown.com. Have a great day and thanks again for your support.